0: Blues Guitar Show podcast with me Ben Martin from the blues guitar show.com Hope everyone is having a great week out there and everyone is keeping up with their guitar playing as much as you can in the summer. I know that it is super hot in some places and it is pissing it down with rain in others. Uh if you're in the UK right now, you're probably pretty wet. Um <laughs> friends of mine in Europe and the US, like so yeah, it's pretty hot. Um <clears throat> But I hope everyone is uh, enjoying the summer, having a good week, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been another it's, get, it's getting a bit quieter now, which is nice. Um, I'm away for some of August, which is cool, and then I've got a crazy busy September October, uh, but all good stuff. I've been holding some Instagram polls recently. Uh, If you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at Blues Guitar Show Podcast. And I've been putting up some pretty fun polls um, about people's favourite music, favourite albums, favourite guitars. It's fascinating to see. uh, Gibson gets a lot of love on those polls. Like a lot of love. And I put up one the other day, which was uh, your favourite Rolling Stones album. And I think consensus was that the 1974 Sticky Fingers album was the uh, was the favourite, which is great because that's actually my favourite too. Um, I've been looking, listening to loads of Rolling Stones recently, which is great fun. I mean, I, I listen to a lot of... Um, I do most of my like music listening when I'm either driving or running. Um, and when I'm running, I quite often have that Stones album on because it's a really great one. That one in the first album by Boston, that's what I'm running to a lot at the moment. It's funny because in the car I feel like I can have kind of like you know, more chill music on, because I don't need it to be like, go, go, go. But um, when I'm out running, I need something, I need something rocking to kind of go with. Uh, So anything like that, any kind of rockabilly stuff keeps me, keeps me going, keeps me on the road. Oh, I I haven't had a drink yet. So cheers, as always, to my subscribers, um, to the Plus members. You guys are awesome. Cheers to everybody listening, wherever you are. Now, uh, what we're going to talk about today is really important and probably one of the most overlooked things I find when I'm, um teaching, coaching guys playing guitar and it's rhythm. Rhythm is so massively overlooked and it's such it's it's one of the foundations of music. If there were three foundations of music, it would be melody, harmony and rhythm. And arguably rhythm being the most important of those three. Certainly when it comes to playing rock and roll, blues, all that kind of music. Um maybe classical you could get away with rhythm not being the most important, but in contemporary stuff, rhythm is king. So I thought we'd talk about today Following on from a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Back Porch Blues, or a few weeks ago now. Uh, You can hear I've got my acoustic with me. I'm playing my Fender Redondo. Uh, I've just put some new strings on it. Thank you to the good folks at Daddario for those. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about rhythm and rhythm syncopation. Because this is something that is really difficult, it's a really hard style to learn. When we're all when we're listening to stuff like Mississippi John Hurt or any of the old Delta blues stuff, it's really hard to pick out those kind of rhythm patterns, and particularly to get bogged down in the finger picking idea of it. But rhythm is important for finger picking and essential for electric blues playing. It's absolutely essential for playing blues solos. And as I said, I think a few weeks back, one of the things that I noticed in kind of intermediate player guitar solos is there's all the right notes are there there's a massive lack of rhythm so let's talk a bit about rhythm let's talk about the denominations of it and then how we can utilise it so we're going to do all of this starting off let's just do it with chords to make it really simple so we just take an E7 chord so I'm playing that just like a regular E chord but taking off my third finger so that's an open top string fret 2 on the A string open 4th string fret 1 on the 3rd open 2nd and 1st Okay, so we have our quarter notes. Now, if you're in the UK and you grew up in British education, you'll probably know these as crotchets, but I'm going to speak these in the American system just because I find it's more universal. It's what most people use. So these are quarter notes. So imagine you've got like a big kind of circle, like a pizza. We're going to divide that into quarters. It's good to start with quarter notes because half notes and whole notes we'll get onto afterwards. So a quarter note means that we're going to have four beats per every bar, which means we go like this. One, two, three, four new bar one two three four and that's how we think of the music and we think of most music in terms of quarter notes because that is how the time signature is usually written we're talking about time signatures here that are going to be in four four or three four that four the second four i'm saying four four three four is referring to quarter notes so these are our quarter notes one two three four now if we wanted to make those longer we can add in half notes. So that would be strumming on the one and the three. So that's one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Now I know this all seems really basic, but it's gonna become really relevant really quickly. Uh, The last one of course is a whole note, which is just a one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. So there are basic, basic rhythms. You need to make sure that you have a good understanding of those. Now, if we then go beyond the quarter notes, we divide two more lines on our pizza diagonally. That would give us eight sections. So this is our eighth note. So we're dividing the bar, not by four, but by eight. And we count these one and two and three and four and. So that would be like this. And we usually do these with a down up strum. One and two and three and four and. One and two and three and four and. Okay so we have these different kinds of rhythms and of course beyond that we have things like 16th notes which we can count one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a one e and a two e and a three e and a four e and a but crucially the the speed the tempo doesn't change so if i did a quarter note one two three four same speed eighth notes 16th if you were tapping your foot along to that you would have noticed the speed doesn't change it's just the way that we divide up the bar that changes so when we're playing rhythm stuff and we're going we've got to think is that a quarter note or is that an eighth note is that one two three four one two three four one two three four one two three four or is it one and two likely to be the latter but the difference is is you can either write this as say uh, 120 beats per minute one two three four or you can write it as double that 240 beats per minute which would be one. Uh, one two three four one two three four one two three four one two three four it would be like that so that's just how it's divided so having an understanding of these rhythms is really really important to try and listen into music you're playing let's go with that regular old 12 bar and i'm going to play these straight without trying to swing them because that's something a little bit different let's try straight one Now, when you're playing your solo, uh, when you're playing on your own, you want to think about mixing up those rhythms. Because, I mean, you know, even the kind of hypnotic kind of JJ Kale uh, just goes on forever. But even within that, there's differences in the rhythm. Now, when you're playing your solos, what you want to do is try and paint different rhythmic pictures over that. So, sometimes it's a good idea just to start with the rhythm. So, I'm going to give you an example of that. I'm going to play a backing track and then record a little bit over it and show you the different rhythms just with one note. So, here we go one, two, three, four. So one note playing is not the most exciting thing in the world, but hopefully you heard in there the value that you that rhythm brings to it. You know that wasn't t- you know hopefully not too monotonous for your ears to pick up. Um, you can hear I did some different rhythms there. I did quarter, 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 then tripper lit, tripper lit, tripper lit, tripper lit, one and two and one and two and one and two and and so on. But by changing up the rhythm, it gives kind of motion to our playing. Now, if you were to do that using different notes and phrasing, you'd get something that sounds really different. So let's have a look at what I would kind of play over the same backing track, um, but this time using more than one note and have a listen to the rhythms that I'm using. So here we go. One, two, three, four. So again, you hear and there, I'm mixing up the rhythms. I started off with a whole note, one, two, three, four. Then I did some eighth notes, one and two and three and four and. OK, so if you're not quite sure about it, go back and have a listen and see if you can think about or even better yet, write down what exactly what I'm playing rhythmically. So I did one, two, three, four, one and two and three and four and one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three all just painting a different rhythmic picture over a very simple rhythmic backing track. But it makes a massive difference. Like when I hear um, players doing solos, like I said before, kind of intermediate uh, level players, we get this kind of... just going on and on and on with the eighth notes, which is cool, nothing wrong with it, and we're playing the right notes, which is crucial, but there's just one little bit of missing ingredient that really gives it that pop and sparkle, which is what we're looking for, and really make sure solos kind of stand out. Like, it's very difficult for your brain to remember things that aren't split up into phrases. If you think about it right now, any solo that you can sing in your head that you've heard a bazillion times, you remember it because of the phrases. If it just goes on and on and on, you wouldn't be able to pick out the melody because your brain wouldn't know what it's trying to focus on. It doesn't know which small chunk it should try and focus on and then remember. So a really, really important thing. uh, Rhythm playing is one of the most underrated parts of blues playing. So that's how we'd want to look at it in an electric or acoustic uh, solo playing context. When we're playing rhythm, uh, as in accompanying self-accompaniment blues, like we talked about a couple of weeks back, we looked at doing this constant bass line with the eighth note thing. (laughs) That stuff, uh, or even the hill country, all that stuff is really really useful. But again, we want to make sure we're changing the rhythm between parts. If I just did this, I'm I'm going down south, I'm going down south, I'm going down south, I'm going down south forever you'd get bored of it you, what you want to do is you need to make sure there's changes in there so when you go to the that four chord change the rhythms have a listen to how I play that song so rhythm one now two back to one rhythm three See, there's I'm constantly changing the rhythm up in between each part. So, when you're playing particularly blues stuff, where you're think about how you can change it up, it just helps add that level of interest um, and things that are going to make people's ears pick up and. And it all goes to contribute to make you a better player and a better all round musician. When you start to have a better understanding of rhythm, when you've really got to grips with it, you pick up much more on what the bass and the drums are doing. Certainly you play in a band scenario. And when you're it's you know, when you wanna lock in with that rhythm section, that's when you start to really go, Ah, okay, I'm getting this. You know, when I'm playing a, a gig where I'm playing a gig when I'm uh, playing with a band, um, Because of my background playing bass, I feel like I have an extra level of being able to lock in with those bass and drums, but that's what, you know, that's what people are dancing to. That's what the most important thing is. And it wouldn't really matter how much flashy stuff I could do in terms of guitar solo with the... All that you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, if I can't lock in with the bass and drums, so rhythm is hugely important, something definitely not to overlook, and it's as important to work on as the melody stuff is. So, don't get bogged down on what notes you should be playing, what scales you should be using. If you're confident with the minor pentatonic in position one, that's cool. Try and really focus on that rhythm and phrasing, and you'll get something that sounds absolutely fantastic. Now, I hope that was useful. Don't forget to leave me a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate that. Five stars would be fantastic. Um, otherwise, you can. Join in the conversation. You can leave me a comment on Spotify, it's a new thing Spotify have, and uh, I will be trying to check those as much as I can and uh, answer them uh, as they come in. Ben at the blues Show.com is my email for anything else. Head over to the Breeze Show.com, check out all the good stuff I've got on going on over there, and I'll catch you all next week.